everybody, and welcome back to another P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Yeah, I just flew through it this time. I didn't fancy the emphasis. I wanted smooth intro. Don't know what I'm saying. I'm clearly going insane because we haven't had Formula One for what feels like four years. Yes, it's a month's break after three races. I'm not okay, Tommy. Are you okay? No. Baku better be good now. Um, Please. We need some more Melbourne-style chaos, don't we, at Baku? You also don't know how to say Melbourne still, so that's interesting. Oh, for um, God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Every Australian uh, listener, we'll get our yeah. stats through and we'll have like zero <laughs> percent Australians listening. Now. It's just plummeting now. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's uh, tomato, tomato. Uh, so today we are talking about tires. And would a tire war make F1 better? Now, this hasn't existed for quite some time, um, but we will get into this. Right, right after our five-star review. And this one comes in from Jammy266. If you want yours to be read out, leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you love this podcast. It helps us so much. I cannot stress how much a good review helps us. Uh, so please send them in and uh, we read one out each podcast. Uh, so this is from Jammy266 from the United Kingdom. Genuinely love listening to Matt and Tommy. They have such great banter between each other and give great insight into the very sometimes confusing sport that is F1. I love that. Very sometimes confusing. It's, uh, yeah. it is, that, that in itself is confusing. But thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate the love uh, and that you're enjoying uh, the podcast. Now, not since 2006 have we had what I said was a tyre war, and that was between Michelin and Bridgestone. 2006... And it's now 2023. We are fossils. Like, <laughs> I remember watching Formula One then. Like, yeah. Where's all the time gone? It's mad, isn't it? That was so long ago. Hamilton wasn't even in F1. Sorry, I just, I definitely, was, I promise I didn't throw up then. <laughs> Hamilton wasn't even in F1. No, I loved it. No, honestly, it was, it was like a voice mod from Twitch. It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the, the question that we are going to be asking ourselves today is was it better? back then the good old days oh, the good old days. is it better now with pirelli so we put a, a vote to you uh, on twitter uh, and s- there's seven thousand votes 68 percent of you said yes you would like to see another tire manufacturer join f1 alongside pirelli that's a lot and i, I think i'm part of the 32 percent than the 68 percent um because as much as it, it it did provide an element of, oh, will Michelin or Bridgestone get it better for this particular track or will it suit this particular circuit better? I I don't know. It just didn't feel like a level playing field in some in some respects. And then you had sometimes the Bridgestones were unbelievable and other times the Michelins were, were amazing. So I know that variables in Formula One can create a good amount of drama, but... I like the fact that it is Pirelli and Pirelli only and that they can just provide tyres to all the different teams. Otherwise, it yeah, it just creates another element that newer fans will then struggle to understand at times as well. And simplifying the sport is better overall when it comes to the growth of Formula One. So for me, just have it as Pirelli, maybe have them degrade a little bit more, and that's that's your that's your lot. Yeah, I I am also of the opinion that I don't think it would be uh, what I don't think it's what F one needs right now, um, particularly in this whole budget cap era, where you know we're we're sat here complaining uh, that the Red Bull are absolutely miles ahead. But I've been you know I was speaking to my um, father in law about this, and he was like, 
God, the the F1 grid's so close. I can't believe that you know it's a second because you, you're just so used to you know way back when, even even in like 2006, you know, a second was sometimes a gap between two cars. Never mind the whole grid. So Red Bull, yes, are dominating, but the actual margin is not a huge amount. And then the rest of the grid are really kind of close so i worry that if you introduced a new tire into the mix and one week the tire was just four or five seconds off yes you might get a fun little narrative that maybe one week like a mercedes are really bad or a red bull is really bad uh and then next week they'd be six seconds clear of the field and it'd be a bit boring so i just don't i just don't think that is the right way to go at the moment when the whole point is them closing up the entire grid and it is actually getting quite close absolutely uh question from mr well it's actually a comment mr underscore steam morris bridgestone versus michelin was another dynamic that made things unpredictable and i agree sometimes it was uh, sometimes the ferraris were, were quicker on the bridgestone sometimes the renault was quicker on the michelin and you did have this titanic battle between schumacher uh, and alonso uh, way back when but I, I'm still of the opinion that it's an unpredictability that Formula One doesn't need, in my opinion. It's just one of those that the the the, var- the variation should be, oh, you've the team's gone on mediums or the team's gone on hards. And I'm still, yeah, very much of the opinion that it would just add another level of complexity to the sport that just isn't needed. Um, and it, as a fan, I, I'm not sure I enjoyed not knowing if my team was going to turn up to a race and it be decent or or not because sometimes as as we mentioned Bridgestone would it would suit a particular track condition or the Michelins would suit a particular I think the was the Bridgestones quite oh, I'm trying to I'm, I'm just going on a whim here but it was like one of the tires Michelin was really was good softer, in the wet for example yeah, and yeah and so that it would switch on better and and things like that so I'm yeah, I'm just not I just don't want to go back to those old days I think Pirelli is the right way to go um as i said i think that there there needs to be the the option of of more two stops for sure uh because that that is the sweet spot for me and we've we've discussed it before haven't we tommy where should formula one have a mandatory two pit stop uh, sort of rule and so you have more of a strategic element to the race that i'm more in favor of than having an additional tire manufacturer yeah because the Bridgeland, uh, Bridgeland, the Bridgeland, and <laughs> Michelstone era. Um, yes, the the Bridgeland and Michelin era was, you know, you kind of had that that battle in two thousand six between uh, Schumacher and Alonso, where yeah, it was quite quite close and it was good, but you could get the um, difficult situation. So so for me, the one that stands out is two thousand and five won't talk about america yet but uh 2005 in terms of just the season and ferrari were on the bridgestones and they were very good and now don't get me wrong even as a red bull fan i would like them to be more in the mix and closer but would it be fun and uh, you know i'm sure people will, will banter and go yes it absolutely would be but would it be fun for max verstappen to just not have a car that he can even do like i don't want to i don't think people want to see that i didn't even want to see that when hamilton was winning you know they pegged mercedes back a bit but we got a great battle between hamilton and verstappen but michael schumacher in 2005 
just couldn't even compete. And it's like, is that really fun? Don't get me wrong. I wasn't you, Matt. I was bored and uh, didn't want Michael Schumacher to win every single race. I was a Fernando Alonso fan, so I welcomed it from that stage. But taking my uh, Alonso hat off and, and being older and looking back on it now... I don't think that's good for the sport that that you could just, you know, we could do this now and uh, Michelin enter the with uh, Aston Martin and the tyres rubbish. That'd be Alonso's luck, wouldn't it? Tyres rubbish and Alonso suddenly just last every race again and no, absolutely nowhere near. I don't, you know, it can go both ways. So I don't think that would be good for the sport. Next comment from Shapark underscore Jax. Two would be fine, but once the top teams show a preference for one over the other, all the other teams will follow them. So you're effectively back to one. Now, I don't know if it would be different in this day and age of Formula One, but I don't seem to recall teams flopping and changing between Bridgestones and Michelins. It was almost very much a, they are part of this team and that's it. You didn't see Ferrari going to Michelin tires, for example. It was very much Ferrari and Bridgestone, and they try and make it Super work. Super partnership, yeah. Yeah. So it, I don't think, again, if that was the case, and this is the direction they went in, that it would be a chopping and changing and, oh, whichever tire you want this week, it, it wouldn't be like that. No. Uh, my kind of, if I go back even further... And think Ooh. about one one of the seasons back of... to the first yeah. race of Formula One, ladies and gentlemen, at Silverstone. Back to the past, um, nineteen forty-eight. Not quite that far back, but yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. We had uh, a tie war. Then it was uh, Goodyear, which most of the top teams were on and had been in F one. And then Bridgestone came into the sport uh, uh, that year, and there were some tracks where Bridgestone were just amazing, uh, and it meant that you had ridiculous races where you know Damon Hill nearly won in arrows and was the worst car on the grid. So you could get that where you might get one race where, I don't know, Nico Hulkenberg in a Haas is the best driver on the grid by a mile um, because he's got the right tyres and they're so much quicker. But I feel like the novelty would wear off a bit if that kept happening uh, and... I think Formula One needs to be close, not just have a random team be six seconds up the road uh, on a random week, even if it is fun, that it would be someone completely random, which is what happened in 97. Uh, you had the the Bridgestone tyres were arguably better, but the teams were rubbish. So there were just occasional races where the tyres worked really well and they were getting podiums left, right and centre and you had loads of different teams on the podium. But then... This question, like, you go back to the year after and everyone realised that the Bridgestone tyres were best, everyone was on Bridgestones and no one was on Goodyear's. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really work. No, definitely not. At Levy Kelso says, I think it would be cool for multiple tyre manufacturers to make the soft, medium and hard tyres and the teams have to pick. Maybe it would help other midfield teams find themselves amongst the front of certain tracks uh, that suits the tyres that kind of goes back to your point of do we really want a lottery of oh let's let's spin the wheel and see who's going to have a good soft tire today like that's not the 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 way in which formula 1 wants to go in my opinion although some might, people might argue that uh, entertainment is uh, going over sporting um events these days for formula 1 and the amount of red flags and so on but 
yeah, I'm just I, I can't see it happening. I just don't think it would it would make sense. I don't think Pirelli would want that to have another tire manufacturer. Well, it definitely wouldn't want another tire manufacturer in Formula One because it takes away from their brand. Um, but I don't think they've done that bad of a job to say, yeah, screw you, Pirelli. We're getting someone new in uh, to to compete against you. No, some people think this would like wake Pirelli up and make the tires better, but like better against what? Uh, because you know, I, I think this kind of unusual order and a mix in tires can be done nowadays by one the tire manufacturer we we don't need to have someone on bridgestones and someone on michelin and they're stuck with that tire for the whole year you can just have a pirelli hard tire and a pirelli soft tire and there's a big difference between them and then you get an exciting race uh, and then you would get a race where perhaps late safety car someone's already pitted for new softs or whatever uh, someone like the rest of the grid are on hards or whatever, and they can fly through the field and you get a really unlikely cool result, uh, which we have seen in the Pirelli era. So I don't, I just think this is too risky. First, too risky. And second, yeah, too confusing. And particularly if it gets to the point where it's like, you, you have a tire graphic and it's like, oh, uh, Charles Leclerc's, uh, on the Goodyear soft at the moment, and now he's moving <laughs> to the Michelin medium. We've got, uh, and then because people want that data of who's on what tire because it does affect the race, it would just throw too many elements in. I think the the thing that would fix it is you just do what IndyCar do and have a soft and a hard, and you separate them out a lot more. Interesting. Uh, this next point as well is 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 pretty um, uh, pretty good. Uh, this is from GRMRD. We don't need this again. I'm okay with two manufacturers if they switch them between the races. So all the teams use the same tires in one race. So one race you might have, yeah, Bridgestones. Another race you might have Pirellis. Now, I don't mind that as long as they're all on the same tire. That could, in essence, create some sort of variability because a particular car might suit a Bridgestone over a Michelin. But if they're all on the same tire then perhaps there's slightly that less um the, the element of lottery is perhaps slightly taken away but i guess at the same time that's never going to happen no team is going to agree to have to make their car work with more than one type of tire i just i just can't see that happening no they'll they'll veto that the, the teams won't want it and I, I do think this is a better idea than than having a difference in tire because yeah, you'd you you might see a case where oh the the Red Bull isn't that great on the Michelins. One of the team is better, um, but it's not every single race. But then you get into an argument if it's like a odd calendar. Which ones do you do? And then are you favouring one team by the other? Because FIA could just go well, to peg Red Bull back, spin the wheel. Oh, it's Michelins <laughs> this week. Sorry, Red Bull. Uh, let's get everyone hundred points. Uh, catch up to you um so yeah it's a better idea but again i think it would just be too confusing i just can't see it happening it's been spoken about this but um probably have just been around so long now that i just can't see another team uh sorry another manufacturer coming in and doing it yeah they're a staple now in formula one they've been around long enough that they are just the the, the standard when it comes to formula one tires Rannick one and only. I remember the 2005 US Grand Prix. Please, not again. 
Now, for those that are wondering, what is the 2005 US Grand Prix? It was a long time ago, um, but it was a time where the Michelins could not handle the Indianapolis circuit, uh, where they were simply failing. I think it was Ralph Schumacher went in at a ridiculous yeah. uh, speed around the, the long right-hand bend of essentially half of the Indy 500 track, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then they went into the infield section. Um, but yeah, so they had to run the race with six cars which was a fascinating fight for the win between Michael Schumacher and Rubens Barrichello, which, to be honest, not far dissimilar to what we'd been used to for the years prior to that anyway. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm completely missing something here, is having a tyre war... Did did having a tyre war cause the 2005 US Grand Prix fast, or was it just that one of them didn't make tyres that were, were suited and you had a problem? Because if you didn't have a tyre war... Um, or, or, you know, you could have quite easily not had a tyre war then and the whole grid run Michelins and then no one would have raced. So I don't, I, don't, I don't get the argument of like, if you get two two teams, we'll have a 2005 US Grand Prix situation again because uh, Pirelli, uh, I say Pirelli could quite easily uh, do something wrong where the tyres explode. And they have <laughs> quite a few times. Yeah, uh, Silverstone. Baku comes to mind, Silverstone comes to yeah. mind. So... Yeah, I um, I don't think the the 2005 US Grand Prix is to blame for like just the fact that there's a tire war, but that doesn't mean that I want it. <laughs> no, and also they could have just added a chicane, but uh, <laughs> they said no to that one, didn't they, old Ferrari? They were not fancying that one. Yeah. Uh, the final comment comes in from Simon Miller 52. Would rather see refueling make a return and switch up the strategies. I just feel like the days are gone for refueling. It just doesn't seem like that is the way Formula One will ever go again. It was a a risk. Uh, you saw so many pit lane incidents from from refueling that with the way in which Formula One's progressed in safety, it's just not something I feel they will they will reintroduce as much as that was a great element to strategy. It was a great element to qualifying sometimes as well, where you had Michael Schumacher in a dominant Ferrari in absolute like filling it up to the brim and still managing to to stick it up on the front row or something. And you had Yano Trulli on pole in a Toyota with three milliliters in his car. Yeah. Um, and launch control and was yeah, four years literally ahead of the turn one. Yeah. So I mean I did enjoy the refueling era just from a strategy element, but I just yeah, I can't see it coming back anytime soon. I can't see it coming back. And the reason they got rid of it in the first place is because all the overtakes are happening in the pits and everyone complained about it. So it's funny now there's this like nostalgia thing that people want it back. But we've we've had this too often anyway with the the whole fuel situation where Formula One, for me, sometime like the, the whole management phase of Formula One is not particularly interesting. Now, if the recent Australian Grand Prix, if we hadn't have had the red flag and the chaos... That was just a case where everyone put the hard tyres on and they were just managing it to the end. And that's not particularly uh, interesting. And you could argue that, oh, well, uh, if they've got all different fuels in, you, you kind of mix it up. But they'd all overtake each other in the pits and you'd just sit behind. Uh, and as soon as someone came into the pits, um, you would have that disappointing situation, like bring refueling back now. And you, I feel like you would get the same uh, thing that Michael Schumacher did where Verstappen brims the car, still qualifies about third, 
uh, he's passed the two Mercs after the first six laps with DRS anyway, and then he can go to the rest of the race or, or like really long, and everyone else has to pit like six times. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think refueling is is the one personally. I, I no. think the the yeah, what the is thing the that one? Needs, yeah, the one for me is still the double two pit stops. You have to run soft, medium, and hard tires during the race. And actually, now I think about it as well. If you did, then it would kind of cover a bit of strategy element to the red flag rule as well, because you wouldn't have just had your mandatory pit stop. You'd have to do another one. Yeah, exactly. I'm completely of the same opinion. If they really want to, in some way, manufacture drama and entertainment, that's the way to do it in in a more sporting way where... I'm actually not against having two-stop mandatory, soft, medium, hard, all need to be used at some point. That would, okay, on one one side of things, probably make it a little bit more confusing for people to watch because you have these three different compounds to be using. And if you are a a standard fan that just tunes in on a Sunday, it might be a little little bit hard to keep up with. But then that's that's the job of the broadcast to make sure that it is as easy to understand as possible. So yeah, I think that's it. I think we are literally fixing Formula One, Tommy. If they if they listen to us, one shot quali in Q three, <laughs> yes, yeah. please, everyone back it, and then yeah, two stop strategy, three different tire compounds. Let's go. I'd even counter that argument of oh, it'd be too confusing. That you could argue that it's just as confusing when we uh, have the CGI fancy little Pirelli graphic of the soft, medium, and hards, and it, Crofty's there just going like, oh, well, one of these isn't going to be used. And I feel like that's just as confusing because you're like, well, why? Why? Why, why, why are you making a big thing? Tire? Yeah, why are you making a big thing of this CGI graphic that these are the compounds available and one of them isn't available? So I've, I almost feel like it'd be easier to be like, you have to, you see those three tires in that graphic, you have to they use all of them. They have to be used. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. And let, let's go one step further, Tommy. They have to use the inters and the wets too. <laughs> Four stops. Yeah. I think someone did that in a race, uh, I feel like. Used every single set of tyre. It might have been an Ocon when he... Uh, I can't remember, but yeah. Um, wow. That's a hell of every a hell thing tire, to do. Even every dry tyre. I'm sure it was done. must have been in That's the, insane. I need to find that. I'm sure someone... You definitely do. Me. Okay, Ocon's clearly ahead of the game, if it was him. Um, but yeah, there you go. That is uh, our tyre war chat wrapped up. Tommy, what's your final thoughts? I'm glad you're here this time, because the 2026 grid predictions when we uh, filmed, you, you ran off and <laughs> had to be unwell. Yes. Well, technically, I'm not here, because when this is released, I am in the Netherlands. So, um, <laughs> yes. There you go. That's your final thought. What That's the hell was thought. that? That was your final thoughts. Just yes, there you go. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? That's it. That you're going on uh, holiday. My yeah, I'm going on holiday, um, and love you all. I don't believe. Goodbye. Wow, that's really <laughs> insightful, Tommy. I don't actually believe I approved your holiday on the uh, system. Oh uh, no, here. sorry, Mister Co-founder. Sorry. Yeah, that's what you're forgetting now. Uh, I'm the I'm I'm the same level as you these days. Okay, my final thought is: stay strong, everyone. We will be back in Baku before you know it. The street fighters or whatever they're calling their Thing this Grand Prix time. this year, we will we will have to wait and see. But we will keep you entertained along the way. Thank you for listening or for watching. And we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye! Bye!
P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.